When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. This episode is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Blue Chew. Sophia, what's Blue Chew? Oh man, Blue Chew is a chewable confidence boost that makes your cock hard. It's going to please you and your partner in the bedroom. I and love that definition, BTW. You're welcome. If you need a confidence boost in the bedroom, you just need to head to bluechew.com and they got you covered. Actually, we got you covered. Because if you use our code PRIVATE, you will get your first order for free. That's just five bucks for shipping. The actual Blue Chew is free. You can't throw five on that boner. Put five on that boner and head to bluechew.com. That's B-L-U-E, chew.com, promo code private. Chew it and do it. This episode is brought to you in part by Manscaped, number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Yeah, Manscaped offers precision engineer tools for you or your man's family jewels. I mean, come on. You keep that area nice and trim. You keep it smelling good. You're going to get more BJs. I guarantee it. How do you get more BJs? If that area is all groomed up, smelling good, I'm going to want to go down there. I'm Mm going to want to investigate. I'm going to want to play in that garden. So what we're saying right now, if you want unlimited beaches, get your ass over to manscaped.com and get 20% off your order with free shipping if you use our code PRIVATE. That's right. This is our guaranteed plan to get you guys more BJs. So all you got to do is head over to manscaped.com, enter code PRIVATE, and get 20% off and free shipping, and you will be on your way to unlimited beaches. One-way ticket to Beach Town. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast that explores love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak. And I'm Sophie Alexandra. And we are taking you to the most badass stripper event ever. Holy shit. We had so much fun, you guys. It was just incredible. It was an event that was called Raising Hell. We were so lucky to be there as Soldiers of Pole, which is a union that is forming in Los Angeles of strippers. So if you want the 411 original history on Soldiers of Pole, check out our very first episode of Private Parts Unknown. We interview three leaders from the group and they've come such a long way. Yeah, it's really cool to check in with them now and to see this incredible event take place, see them raise money. AB5 now passed. Yeah, so AB5, we're going to link in the description um, a, a few articles, a radio story that I did about AB5, which actually featured Antonia Crane of Soldiers of Pole. That'll give a little more information about where it was at earlier on in the year when we kind of first started talking to them. And then it, it's passed. It passed like last month. And so uh, we'll link in the description to explain kind of what that means for labor in California, but essentially they're employees now. And the new classification gives them a whole bunch of new rights. And I think that's really important. And we'll hear about how the clubs are trying to fight back the progress that the union is making. But this is actually mostly just an event full of joy and exuberance and expression and creativity. Yes, it was a celebration. It was on World Pole Day. 
which I thought was so cool and perfect, right? Yes. And that's why it was so exciting to be there at this really joyful, happy event where they're not just raising money for their cause, but they're living their best fucking lives. And it's like that Emma Goldman thing about, you know, if I can't dance at it, that it's not my revolution. And it was also incredible to see a lineup full of such diverse women. Everyone was so it was the sexy. the fucking thing, you guys. Everyone was so different from each other. Their stripping styles, their looks, everything about All it. All races. There was a couple of guys on the lineup. There was an amputee who brought the freaking house down at the end. Yo, that was an insane dance. She took off her prosthetic in the middle. She worked the pole with it, without it. It was so insane, you guys. It was inspiring and sexy and just all the feelings at the same time. And it was so incredible to, for the first time in my life, want to cry and be horny and also like <laughs> want to give them money at the same time because truly they can take all my money. They're so fucking talented. Honestly, we wish we had more singles. We were like digging through our purse. So just know all the voices that we included in this story and to the ladies that we didn't get a chance to talk to we love and respect what you're doing and we think you're the baddest bitches out there yeah and without further ado check out this app where it's mostly the event and the girls in their own words all right ladies hi hi you again and me again so us again we Hello. are so excited to be back you guys were soldiers of pool was yeah. our first ever episode of private parts unknown so we wanted to come back to see you guys in all your right glory on. post yeah. ab5 i know yeah it's very it, exciting it's congratulations yeah. you guys thank Thanks. you yeah we totally are really excited yeah. about it <laughs> so tell us about this event tell us what you guys are doing tonight yeah okay so this event is to raise awareness about the unionization movement that we're doing for strippers here in los angeles and the state of california and eventually beyond and we need people to understand why we're unionizing and what's happening and so we thought we'd have a fun party yeah. to teach everybody about what's happening instead of like sit in a boring office room it's like yeah, exactly. come and like throw back some drinks and yeah. make it rain on each other and like exactly. talk about what's going on so yeah. so I, jack the stripper offered to come yes. and help us and people really know her and love her She's a great voice. She's very funny. And we were talking actually on the phone and she was like, well, what's going on? Like, and we were saying, well, we're we doing these meetings. We're doing a lot of outreach, but it's really hard to get strippers to show up. And she yeah. said, well, they don't want to show up and have a boring meeting. And I said, but our meetings aren't that boring. But you know, she said, <laughs> said, people want to joke around. They want to dance. They want to give them a job and let them laugh. And so this is really Jack the Stripper's idea. And then AM loved it. And AM throws a killer event. And we wanted to just have an event that was fun. Yeah. For someone that knows nothing about this effort that would just come tonight, how would you sum it up? Strippers need to unionize in California now that we're employees. We don't have the hurdles that other workforces have. And it's sort of like a happy accident because let Uber and Lyft, let that man-heavy workforce argue it out and let them kind of bat ideas back and forth while we organize and unionize and meet and figure out how to turn this around. Because the... The way that strip clubs are implementing AB5 and the Dynamics decision is wage theft. It's just plain old simple theft. Even after you've seen the bill pass? It's gotten worse. It's worse. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Can you tell us a little more about that? Um, they're making the dancers pay their wages and their sales tax, so the dancers make a lot less money now. And in some cases, they make the dancers split their money three ways between the house, the government, and themselves. Wow. So and yeah. the girls are like, we make less money as employees. We don't want to be employees. Yeah. And I'm, I'm telling them you're making less money as employees because you're, you're being stolen. You're from. being stolen from, and you were being stolen from before, but now you're being stolen from more. And they're trying to tell you and trick you that being an independent contractor is better for you, so that they stop stealing from you, so yeah. they can keep stealing from you a different way. I mean, Elizabeth Warren said that a workforce without regulation is a workforce that is theft. And there's nothing innovative about stealing and underpaying your workers and not protecting them. So we have to change this. We have to change it now. And it's, it's if not now, when? Yeah. It's the perfect time. Yeah. If not now, when? It's already off the rails. 
Yeah. Let's manage this I feel this like train. sex work is the oldest profession and it's it like, is. seems like the perfect industry to like write the ship. I mean, if it's been around the longest, you'd have the most protections, the most rights, but it has the least. And it's gendered. It's because uh, women take a lot of shit and they're accustomed to being stolen from. They're accustomed to being made to feel ashamed to do this work. But as you can see, pole dancing is incredibly physical. And what we have in common with other workforces is that a lot of labor is physical. I mean, I could tell you 10 other mm-hmm. uh, labor forces that are incredibly physical, moving companies, mm-hmm. and everyone needs to unionize now. Yeah. And any job where you're on your feet or you're like a moving man, people think of immediately when they think of, oh, the high cost of physical labor, people's backs, yeah. people's legs. Mm-hmm. And when they think of strippers, they do not think like that, even though it's not only being so physical, but also has a salesmanship aspect to it, has yeah. so many customer service aspects. It's so many jobs wrapped up in one. And yet yeah. you guys are getting so much less recognition and rights than people performing one of those. Well, that brings me back to the happy accident part. So women have often been cast aside when conversations about labor happen. This is not a new thing. Mm -hmm. It's sexism. Okay, fine. Leave us out of your conversation about labor. Talk about Uber, you know, every day while we are quietly organizing and trying to get strippers to realize that it doesn't have to be like this. It can be so much better than this. I know you guys take a lot of pride in the way you book your events, right? And this is no exception. Can you tell us a little bit more about... We just really wanted to make sure that people of color were up front, um, that there was diversity in body shapes, styles of dance, um, and, and personalities because it, this is such a, an eclectic industry of people and artists. And so it was really important for us that people saw all angles of that and not just one side. Hell yeah. yeah. Tell us who's on the lineup. So we have Selena the Stripper. On, on, your, dad's zipper, on your dad's zipper. Who has a great podcast called yeah. Ho in the Know. Hell yes. yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Podcasters, get at it. Yeah, we have, Ho a, in the we know. have a few girls from Jumbo's Clown Room tonight, Akira, Onyx, and Reagan. We have Nats Honey, who's a favorite, who's incredibly talented and brings exuberance and joy yeah. to the pole. We have Rocket, a.k.a. Reefer Madness, uh, who's a male pole dancer. And we have the Cancino, a male stripper. And girls are going to lose their yeah. minds. Oh, my God. Yeah. We are excited. <laughs> so yeah. thank you and so Izzy. much, ladies. Yeah. And we really appreciate thank you. everything you're doing for just the effort. And this thank is you. amazing. Thank Can't you wait so much for having thanks us. Thanks for people yes. coming. Thank All you. Right, thanks a lot. Hi, everyone. I'm Jack the Stripper. <laughs> Welcome to Raising Hell. <laughs> and awareness. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Yes, more money. You can do more of this. Okay, I'm a stripper. I've been a stripper for 10 years. Is anybody else a stripper in here? Sex workers? Okay, all right. You entertain people all fucking day. Tonight, we're here to entertain you. Okay? You deserve to have a good time. You deserve to be entertained. You do so much. You do so much active listening. Okay, you are so good at making really boring people feel interesting. You can't teach that. You cannot. So I'm proud of you all. All right? And I mean, I could be wrong, but could our labor conditions be improved? Let's talk about that. Let's have conversations about that. Let's hold space for each other's grievances. But first, let me tell jokes. So one of the things about being a stripper is you have to audition, right? There's a lot of misconceptions about our work, but one of them is that like a bunch of guys are just like crowded in a club and they're just like begging you to dance for them, which is like kind of true. But they don't think that they have to pay you for it, okay? They don't, you know why? Because patriarchy is a cheap trick. So we have to convince them. And being hot kind of helps, but not exactly, okay? You, because everyone's hot. Everyone's confident, and Doug has $20. And there's 40 girls who want Doug's $20. So what we have to do is we have to make it weird. Okay? Because if Doug doesn't leave with a story, you have failed at word-of-mouth advertising. We want Doug to bring all of his other Dougs back. I auditioned recently. I was in Vegas. I was with my girl Valerie Stunning. Where is she? 
She's my work wife. Everybody has a work wife or two, and they really keep us going. But Val's like, just come to this club. It'll be good. You'll have a good time. So I'm like, I've been auditioning for a long time. I'm in my 30s now, and like, I'm cool with being in my 30s. Okay, it means I know shit. It means I've seen some shit. It means I know what I want, what I don't want. But, but like, when you show a manager your ID, you're just like, please. So I show my D. He's like, yeah, come on to the back. And he's like, so what do you like to dance to? And I'm like, Nickelback. <laughs> so I'm like getting ready. I'm like putting on my G-string. And like, this is a full cooter club, all right? Just the whole fucking deal. It's 18 plus, all right? Everybody in there is really young. And I'm starting to really, um, I think we call it self-doubt. Does anyone experience that? I'm just like, fuck. I'm like, did I shave my asshole? I don't know, but I gotta get out there, okay? I gotta get out there. All right, it's 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. Because <laughs> if you're smart, that's when you go and get hired. And this, so I'm like, I'm just, I'm walking out onto that stage. I am, there's like four people in the whole club. Okay, but I'm dancing like it's a full house. I'm just giving it my all, just whipping my hair, throwing my neck out. And this one guy comes up to the stage. He's got like a half dozen dollar bills in his hand. And he just sits right down with a shit-eating grin on his face. And he goes, I want to see your butthole. So I show him my butthole. He proceeds to give me two of those six dollars. And I proceed to dance to two Nickelback songs that sound the same. And then I, I, my audition's over, and I get off the stage, and the manager goes, thank you so much, but we're not hiring right now. I know, right, guys? I mean, if you want to be a stripper, you have to know that 90% of the job is rejection. Right? And you have to become a comedian to handle it. Yeah. A lot of people have a lot of opinions about what we do, and they try to, like, tell us. They do this super cute thing where they explain our jobs to us. I'm like, oh. This guy was like, you're not a stripper. You're an exotic dancer. And I'm just like, did you just see what I did up there? Okay, because there is nothing exotic about that. Let's support each other financially. Let's stimulate the economy. Let's come together. Let's throw money at each other. We're going to talk about labor rights. We're going to talk about things that are going to be super fun because we're also going to push boobs in your face and you're going to like it. Okay? It's going to be amazing. We're here with soldiers of Pol. Soldiers of Pol has been hustling hard. And we're here to celebrate their effort. We're here with the Queen of Sexy. We're here at the Federal Ball. Thank you for having us. This place is cute. Oh, also, let's not touch anybody, okay? Let's always just get consent, but like, when in doubt, keep your hands to yourself unless there's money in them and you can sprinkle it on other people. So let's get this show started and we have Selena the Stripper coming to the stage. When you start eating, got me breathing heavy, don't stop Boy, keep it going, keep me moaning, feel my chest I've been dancing for two and a half years or something, on and off um, I got into it because I needed to make a lot of money really fast And uh, I just wasn't having very good luck working in civvy jobs like I I was working at this boutique sewing clothes and I just wasn't being compensated for my time or my experience she was trying to pay me like minimum wage for something that took mm. me four years to learn <laughs> and oh, wow. over a hundred thousand dollars of student loans to get through so I was just like this isn't worth it <laughs> let me work through this so yeah that's how I ended up dancing and you're making a lot more money now. Oh, yeah, for sure. How did you find uh, your, like, it seems like a really supportive sisterhood environment. How did you find the girls that you're friends with that you would say supported you, on, like, during this? Oh, that's a good question. So 
I got into it because I had a lot of um, support and encouragement from my friends in school. Uh, I had some friends in college, like we're all kind of rebel art school girls. Nice. <laughs> I guess that's how the trope goes. And um, so we, like I had friends who were dancing, they were making really just like beautiful, intelligent work about it. And I was like, I feel like I'm already part of this. Like I've fit in into this narrative and so I decided to join with them and so I have my my network has been through uh, largely social media so like people follow me on Instagram and uh, what's your handle uh, at pretty boy girl <laughs> holla and um, <laughs> they liked my writing about um, about the club because I write pretty intimately so I started bonding with other sex workers because I've been very transparent about the experience Good experiences, bad experiences, but broadly just writing an experience because too much of the experience has been written by Johns or been written by people mm -hmm. who are looking into the profession rather than by the professionals themselves, in her own words. So um, people were vibing with my message and I've just been connecting with people and building such a beautiful network of amazing people. Well, we saw you warming up a little bit. You're incredible. Yeah. You're an incredible, yeah, for sure, dancer. <laughs> Sophia was like in a day. I was like, stop talking to me, Courtney. God damn it, I'm busy. <laughs> What's your favorite song to dance to? Oh, man. So I've been on a big Slater kick. S-L-A-Y-Y-Y. -Y -Y. <laughs> um, yeah, so Slater's really good. She's just like grimy Britney Spears. And um, so I danced to Candy, like what I danced to on the stage just now. Um, I thought that was yeah. Britney Spears. Right? It yeah. It sounded just like her with like a lot of reverb on the voice, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like dirty. She's she's super dirty. I mean, I just love it. She's like, he, she has like a song like Daddy as Fuck, Daddy AF. And it's like, he want to get in my guts, lick in my clit till I nut, Daddy as Fuck. <laughs> yes. I'm just like, yes, like, please, Slater. That's so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, quick question. What would you say... Uh, if someone was trying to learn about the strippers unionizing, what would you say is like a big thing that they would need to know? Just like knowing the the way that clubs work right now is a big issue is just like that we were for so long classified as independent contractors. And what people think is that we get all of the money and that we make most of our money on stage, which is not the case. We make most of our money through dances and the club takes typically like half of that cut and then on top of that, you're expected to tip out something like 10 to 20% of your earnings yeah. on the dances. So in the end, you're tipping out something like, you know, 60 to 70, sometimes 80% of your total earnings that you're bringing into the club. So you're making 30% of everything. And just thinking about that percentage division just makes you think something is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you're yeah, yeah, yeah. producing some bad so math. much. Yeah. That is some bad math, just off the top. Final question. Is there any misconception that you think the public has about, I mean, and we already talked about the community, but there's an amazing community and just the, the industry that you think it, the public doesn't quite understand. I think people misunderstand and think that sex is dirty overall. <laughs> They think that if you're selling sex, it's dirty. They think that there's no ethical way that you can sell sex or sell a sexual experience. But if I were to think maybe uh, idealistically, I personally would love to be a consumer of sex work. I'd love to pay. I'd love to live in a world where I feel secure that the person that I'm able to hire is taken care of, has benefits, is in the profession to their own volition and you know, being compensated adequately. And I think that, you know, everybody should be on that bandwagon. Whew, you guys, we just listened to some erotic stories from our new sponsor, Dipsy. Gotta say, it's a little bit weird to listen to. Together? Yeah. But you guys, we were separately turned on. We just didn't want to combine that. Yeah, we were like, this is crossing some boundaries. But the stories are really hot. And then there's also guided ones where, like, a lady with a really sexy accent will guide you. Teach you how to find your orgasmic breath. And I also love, if you're an astrology buff, 
there's like different horoscope stories. Libra season, Virgo season. Just wait for Scorpio season, huh? And they're all rated with little fire symbols, like so you know how much people enjoyed each thing and you can kind of browse through. There's like new releases all the time. It's like Netflix, but for your dick and pussy and it's pretty great. I also, I know this isn't the point, but the art is very cool. Oh, it's a really beautifully designed app. And I gotta say, they're really right on with their sound effects. Their sound effects for the vibrator, different settings. You feel like you're there. Yeah, it has got a real heavy voyeur vibe in a really fun way. And you can just close your eyes, imagine yourself in the hot tub, you know, with the people. You've got fingers too. You got a vibrator too. It's all good. How do you know me so well? I do. I know you and I know you guys at home and you guys need Dipsy. And to make it easier, because you guys are homies with us, you can go to Dipsy and they're offering a 30-day free trial if you use our code private. So that's dipsystories.com slash private. Oh my God. Totally free 30 days of jerking off. You guys, you owe it to yourselves to go to dipsystories.com, get their 30-day free trial when you use our code private. That's dipsystories.com slash private. Selena the stripper. Yes. Someone you love is a sex worker. Look, you guys, someone you love is a sex worker. Not everybody's out about it, okay? A lot of us have to lie. It's probably the most tiring part of the job, all right? Not everyone is down to clown. They're just not. Not everybody is open with how wonderful, compassionate, and cool, and hot sex workers are. Some people are intimidated by it. Some people are conditioned to, like not enjoy fun or work or whatever, you know? You don't have to enjoy it to do it. It's a fucking job. Sometimes I fucking hate my job, you know? Like, sometimes I don't want to dry hump a stranger. Most of the time I do. (laughs) And guess what? Strippers are now employees. And we all have a lot of feelings about what that means. And your feelings are valid. Well, we're fucking employees now, so what we can do something with this, all right? AB5 just passed, which means we got to unionize, basically. And unionizing can mean a lot of different things. But basically, I have an anecdote, actually. I have an anecdote. I was dancing in Australia. I went to this club. It had a waterfall. It had, like, a 30-foot pole. It was a nice club. And we bring over our... Like, they let us take our contracts home, which is unheard of. It's the only time in my entire 10 years of stripping that I was allowed to take my contract home. Because usually you try to, like, photograph it quietly in the dressing room, and the house mom's like, what are you doing? Like, can you give it back? Get out of here. They don't want you to see what your contract says because it's exploitative AF. So anyway, we fill out our contract. They're like, we take 10% of your money, blah, 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 blah. And then we go and fill it out. And I remember this so well. There was like some like fuck boy on a stepladder. And he's like, just so you know, it's 20% now, not 10. And we're like, but we just signed a contract that said 10. And he was like, I don't care. He said, if you don't want to work here, you don't have to. So anyway, I'm sure a lot of people have an experience like that, where just things that are totally not cool happen. And they make us think that because this is like a gig economy and we'll age out of it or whatever, that we shouldn't fight for our rights. But I beg to differ. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I want to be shaking my ass for money forever. So it's World Pole Dancing Day. Okay, pole dancer, stripper. We can draw a line between how we're different or we can fuck that shit and support each other. How's everyone doing? Do we want to decriminalize sex work? Is it your body? Is it your business? Do we believe in bodily autonomy? Right. 
It's my choice. If I want to be choked out for a stranger, let me. Let's keep the entertainment going. You guys ready for more strippers? All right. Do you have money? Oh, look at all this money. Look at all this money. Megan Reagan. Megan Reagan, everyone. Yeah, I, I currently work at Jumbo's Clown Room. I'm originally from Baltimore, and that's where I started dancing um, 10 years ago. <laughs> nice. And um, uh, I found Jumbo's um, nine years ago, so almost as long as I've been dancing. Um, I found it when I was in grad school, and it really helped me. Uh, it was the best flexible schedule you could ask for where you could make um, a decent amount of money in a short amount of time and have fun and stay in shape and meet people and party and <laughs> all the things that you would love in a job in an ideal world. So Jumbos yeah. does seem like a dream job. Gotta say. It, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> it like looks so fun. It looks so fun. The girls, it seems like get along amazing. It's always like sometimes you're dancing to like Beatles songs. It's just <laughs> yeah. like a good vibe in there. I love how there. eclectic the music is there and like the personality of the jukebox is like a whole other thing because it's not one of those like electronic jukeboxes that can just access any music around the world. It's like very specific to the tastes of uh -huh. like what gets into the jukebox and what doesn't and like <laughs> you know you, you, you have like limited options which makes you more creative. At, at least for me it's, it's, it's inspiring instead of limiting. What Hopefully. are you dancing to tonight? <sighs> tonight? Uh, since you know I could choose anything um, I chose one of my favorite songs right now which is uh, The Future is Female by Madame Gandhi. Right. Um, and I did like a mashup between like the original and the Shiva remix. So I just kind of like spliced it together and made my own version. So I'm really excited to dance to that because it's like so like women power, but it's also like a fucking sexy song to dance to. Yeah, it's awesome. So we're here in the spirit of AB5 and unionization. And why is that so important and needed at this time? Oh my God. I mean, it's it's time. Like, the time is over for like strippers and dancers and women to be taken advantage of with no repercussion and with no moral backlash in the culture. Like, people are finally waking up to how wrong this is, and it's always been wrong, but it's finally on people's minds. And like, you have to use that momentum. Hell it's yeah. time. Let's do it. 2019, baby. <laughs> Let's do it. You're the stripper. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so Can't much. Wait to see you tonight. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. A world that is emotionally intelligent. A world in which we are linked and not ranked. Reagan! That was the hottest newsies thing I've ever seen. I liked it. Let's keep this going. We got more strippers. Please welcome to the stage Coco Ono. exciting to be sitting on a couch with you again because you were on the podcast like 18 months or two years ago or yeah. something I yeah know. how we, cool is that I know we had an amazing conversation and now we're here for Raisin Hell everyone should go back and check out that episode first of all for the whole Coco Ono story but can you speak a little bit to we're here mm -hmm. in honor of AB5 and kind of the unionization effort and why that's important in the kind of work that you do? Yeah, I think we saw what happened in San Francisco when women were unionizing. And I think we've always dreamed about doing that. Maybe it's taken us longer, but I feel like now is 
kind of the time. So we're excited to see you dance tonight. And yeah, it's, it's so not fun. exactly a dance, but what is, <laughs> what it? is it? It's kind of, I don't know, political performance piece that takes a turn, maybe. No, That's I'm what you do sprung. best, right? That's, right. yes. That's awesome. What's the political which message? Is, which is why um, it's my sign act. So I ask, I start with some funny questions that just lighten the mood and then I get into some kind of existential questions and then I get into the questions about like labor and Mm. how we feel about better working conditions so I think yeah yeah they think think they're just gonna watch some titties (laughs) and ass tonight I don't think so motherfucker you're gonna get a labor fucking unionization lesson yeah I'm excited that they asked me to do this. What would you say uh, if someone doesn't know much about the unionization effort? What's a quick primer? Why they should care and what's important about it? Um, I would tell them to check out Soldiers of Pole and just read a couple articles about what's going on. And um, I mean, they can make their own decisions about it. But I think if they understand us as people, you know, and not judges on what we do and just understand we're people just like anybody else uh, that wants to be a part of a union that's doing a job, I think um, it'll kind of disarm this like stigma against us. Yeah. You know, just understand. We, we deserve better working conditions. The yeah. same well. as everyone else. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You guys, I really liked that. It made me feel good. It made me feel turned on. It made me feel optimistic and like wanting to try new things at home. Look how beautiful it is to just throw money at performance art. It's inspiring. Yeah, I like it. I love watching women count money. One guy was like, I don't like watching her pick up her money. It's sad. I'm like, which part's sad, her ass or her profit? (laughs) I don't get it. I don't understand. I really enjoy watching women count money. It's what I fap to. I'm not ashamed. My shame is kind of about all the times I did things for free. My early 20s, I used to do things that strippers do, but just at regular bars. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when I became a stripper, I had a place to channel all my sexual energy. And now, and I just became much more present and compassionate in my flat shoe life. And I care about labor rights now. I care about personal finance. There are some things I still don't care about, like shaving. I, tr- I try, okay, I try. This incredible pull was donated to us by Onyx Black, who's gonna do some amazing things on it. Hey, how you doing, love mama? Let me whisper in your ear. Tell you something that you might like to hear. Got a six-ass body and your ass looks soft. Mind if I touch you and see if it's soft. What I love about it so much is it's about female empowerment. Before I was a stripper, you know, a lot of times people unfortunately just like to touch you without consent. As a stripper or a sex worker, there's totally 100% consent because it's negotiation. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't touch me unless I tell you to touch me. So, you know, for me, I've only been dancing for five years, but in that five years, it's helped me to actually um, help to, like... Maybe I won't say cure, but it helps a lot of the stuff that I've had to deal with being a survivor of um, sexual abuse and things like that. So yeah. I love being a stripper. I love what it does. And actually, I used to be a teacher. <laughs> I'm a retired Amazing. teacher. And if it wasn't for working as a sex worker, I wouldn't be able to go back to school. And that's what I'm doing now. Amazing. So That's so cool. And not to mention, too, that I really, really, really love dancing and... 
being a stripper, you totally get a 100% outlet to just be kind of how you want to be and completely inhibited. I could show my titties, I could show my ass, I could just be like, ah, all over the place. And it's totally accepted and it's totally all good. And it feels healing, I'm sure, after some fucked up stuff where people try to control how you are. Well, yeah, it's definitely healing. Like I said, before I was a stripper, like, I didn't have that option and of that empowerment. Like, you touch my ass, oh, go get a lap dance then if you're going to do that. Or if you don't, get kicked out of the club. Before somebody just touches you awkwardly, you kind of look awkwardly. You may curse them out. But, you know, it's. I just feel like there's so much more empowerment this way. And I'm very grateful and fortunate that I was able to step into this arena. Why do you think societally sometimes it gets a bad rap? Because I don't think everyone thinks about it in an empowering way. I mean, I do, but that's because, you know, I've, like, had personal experiences and educated myself. But why why do people get it twisted? Well, you know, what I think is because it has 100% to do with women empowering themselves. And I believe, and I'm sure everybody else believes, this is a homophobic, racist, sexist society. So everything that we have to deal with represents that. So if women are 100% in power of themselves and we are dictating our own finances through our own sexuality, saying how we want to do it, of course the powers that be are going to have a problem with it. It's just the way the society is. I'm not justifying it. It's just I see it with everything. I see it with racism, too, and homophobia. How do events like this and you guys, like, kind of signal boosting the kind of unionization effort and the community that you built and everything, how does that help destigmatize the industry and the issue? Well, this event is a fundraiser for uh, Soldiers for Poll. So what Soldiers for Poll is, or what they're working on, is to unionize. Especially since, you know, January, the laws changed for strippers, and now we're employees and not independent contractors. Even if we're just independent contractors, we still need somebody fighting on our behalf. We need a stripper union, regardless of if it goes left or right. So, I mean, this type of event gets the awareness out there that we do work for this money. It's not just, oh, people just give us free money. No, this is work. We actually do work, and we need to be valued as employees. So these type of events, the more we have them, the more the awareness will get out there, and maybe slowly but surely we can start to debunk some of these stereotypes. I mean, there's more sex workers out there than people realize, and um, dealing with the problem with sex trafficking and illegal, like the sexual slave trade, if we don't unionize and make um, these laws more fair for us, then the illegal sex trade will definitely become bigger and bigger and bigger. So my pitch is, you know, in order to save us from slavery, you need to accept us and have us be fair employees. Amen. That's a powerful bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's a good How do you pitch? say no to that? Twerk Union. Onyx Black. All right. If you're doing crazy shit on this, if anything bad happens, you need workers' comp. Okay? We don't have any job security as strippers. None. All right? Job security is like a shoebox under your bed with, like, money you didn't have to spend on rent. And not everyone gets to save that money. And, like, medical bills are criminal. So go over to the Soldiers of Pole and learn more about how we can be involved. And I will say this. When I first got into community activism, I thought an activist meant marching down a street. And as much as I love being up here and being extremely extroverted, I was having crazy social anxiety and I can't march. It wasn't for me. So I don't march. I don't fucking march. It doesn't mean I don't make a contribution to my community. You don't have to do what you don't want to do. Okay? There's so many ways that you can make a contribution and it can be a way that makes you feel good. It doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to be not fun. It can be fun. Are you guys having a good world pole dancing day? So am I. This is beautiful. All right, you guys. This is the end of the formal entertainment, but that doesn't mean you guys don't have to get weird for each other. You can. We're here to have a good time. Gathering together is activism. All right? So I love you. I love you all. Thank you, Antonia. Am. Queen of Sexy. Everybody. So much love to you. Let's keep this going. Have a good time. Be nice to each other. It's so much easier than not. Thanks for being here. I'm Jack the Stripper.
Dude, you are a fucking delight. Thank you. That was so cool. Both Thank of you. us felt like crying at the end. I'm I like, know. I'm so horny and I want to cry. What is happening? Yo, I'm about to bleed. I feel you so hard. <laughs> emotional. It's yeah. honestly like, it's kind of crazy being this horny and this emotional at the same time. I don't know yeah, what's happening it. to me. The revolution is horny and emotional. <laughs> yes. So you did a lot of organized Sesta Fosta stuff in New York, right? So I try my best to raise awareness about what's happening, okay? I always say the wrong thing and I get things mixed up. I'm a comedian, okay? I like to find the truth. I like to You're find the funny. I like to elevate. <laughs> Us too. I like to make people feel better, all right? And I like to celebrate the hard work that sex workers do. And I try to pass the mic when we're talking about Cesar Fosta. There's so many people who are more equipped to answer questions about that. Like Decrim NY does a lot of awesome work. There's just so many other people who are smarter than me. I've had two tequilas, guys. Don't quake me. No, but no, yeah, no but I try my best. But I mean, you're like engaged in the yeah. labor of sex work, right? Yeah. Well, I'm a sex worker. I've been a sex worker for 10 years. And the way I like to celebrate and gather is with levity and joy and laughter so if i can do that and bring people together and have a good time that enables us to have conversations about sesta fossa about workers rights about like how we can like be better and stronger together i want to help make that happen and i've got reach i've got comedy chops so if i can make it fun and bright and joyful you do that if that leads way to other organizers doing really awesome meaningful work i'm really stoked to be able to do that so what was your journey from Canada to New York Strip Club? How much time you got? Right? Well, you can read about it all in the Beaver Show, my memoir. Um, yeah, so what happened? I, I found myself in Australia after traveling and getting injured. Not stripping. And then I became a stripper in Australia. Did it for a year there. And I thought, I, I didn't think about it. It just like happened. I just needed money. And then I came to New York on like a visa run. I was just like, I'm going to go to New York and get rich and leave. But then I met my wife. Aww. So I stayed in New York and I've been there for eight years. And I've traveled and danced in New York and all over the country and Canada and Australia. And now I'm here. And when did the comedy intersect when did you become Jack the Stripper, I the comedy personality? Right? right. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> so I became a comedian because I met a washed up comedian on the day shift. <laughs> and I'm like, I can do this better than you. No, I didn't think that. I was just like, I just followed him on his little comedy journey one night or a couple nights, actually. We hung out for a while and he would take me to the clubs and do his set, refine his set, tape his set. And he just had really interesting observations about things. And we were just doing bad coke and tiny bathrooms. And I was like, you guys are fucked up. I want in. So I, uh, I started doing comedy and I'm really, I've always been a storyteller. I'm a writer. I'm an illustrator. I'm an artist. And I love performing. I've always loved like public speaking and shit like that. So comedy was just kind of a thing I was trying because I was trying to just get my book out there and no one gave a shit about my book. So I was like, well, what if I just like say it into a microphone with laughs? Mm -hmm. And I love the stage. And I love talking on the stage. So it just sort of makes sense. Yeah. Tonight we've just been reveling in the community that you guys have and it just seems like that's kind of the stripper way i don't know every part of it, it seems a well, big deal yeah sex workers are my people i didn't really know i didn't really know or care about community until i found mine you know everybody's always looking for their community their people and i don't know a bunch of sluts who like to have a good time and like throw money at each other just kind of suited me you know and the costumes Love the costumes. Yeah, that's important. So, yeah, there was just kind of, there's just nobody else like those people who have experienced what I've experienced. Because the industry is so heavily stigmatized and misunderstood, it's really uh, special when you can talk to people without having to explain what yes. what a day of work is like. If you've done the work, you know Nobody the story. Nobody knows it like your yeah. people. Yeah, so it's just, I've found community there and like... Strippers are the baddest bitches I know. They're so capable, so smart, so intuitive. They're all witches. Like, come on. I want to ask if someone who doesn't know anything about unionization for strippers 
and the work that you guys have been doing. Yeah. And what would why be like your important. elevator pitch? Yeah. Like what's the quick version for someone who has no idea about any of this? What would be my elevator pitch? My elevator pitch would be your work is real. Your work is valid. And maybe you want to do it for a year. Maybe you want to do it for the rest of your life. But you should have rights. You should be respected. And you, you shouldn't have to give so much of your money to somebody else. And gathering together is special and powerful. And there's so much more to be gained than just labor rights from gathering as a community and fighting for something. So you should consider it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Is there anything that you would say is like a, a common misconception about strippers that you would want to just like... I mean, there's just so many misconceptions about strippers. So many. But one of them is that we pay to work. You know, we, we have to lease a facility to run our business. And now that there's employee status in California, that's a little bit different. But they still are charging you to work. They've just made different language, you know? So it costs a lot of money to look hot naked. All right, guys? So... We understand. That is some food for thought right there. Keep your receipts, all right? Everything's a write-off. However, you should also consider, you know, the future, too. If you want the future strippers to, like, have better labor conditions, you should be fighting for this today. This episode is brought to you by our brand-new sponsor, Blue Chew. Sophia, what's Blue Chew? Well, it offers you a performance enhancement for the bedroom, i.e. a rock-hard cock for you and your partner. Ooh, I love this. I love to bone and I love hard cocks. And if you like the same, Blue Chew can help get you there, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's the same ingredients as in Viagra and Cialis, and you just go online, and it's the quickest way. You have a little online consult with a physician. Totally private. Totes private. And if you qualify, they'll prescribe it to you online, like, in a couple minutes. And the other great thing is, is it's not only easy to get, it's also super quick when you take it. Quicker than a pill. That's what I love about it. You don't want the moment to pass and then have a boner for seven hours later. It's like, let's just get hard in the moment right now and enjoy it together. So if you guys need a little confidence boost in the bedroom or you or your partner is missing the cock as hard as it used to be, go to bluechew.com. There's no embarrassment in that. No shame in the game. You're trying to please each other and yourself. So that's awesome. And to reward yourself, we're giving you a discount code. So you should go to bluechew.com, get your first order free if you use the code private. I'm sorry. Pause. Free? Yeah, bitch. Free. Only $5 for shipping. You guys, there's nothing to lose here. You're not going to throw a fiver towards a hard cock? Are you kidding me? This is marching orders. Privates. You go to bluechew.com. It's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code what? Private. And it's free, so do it. Throw fiver on that shipping and get your cock hard, baby. Chew it and do it. This episode is also brought to you by Manscaped, number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for you or your man's family jewels. Hell yeah. You guys, this is what's up. Pubes get gnarly. They sometimes make sex a little gnarly when it should just be a fun, slippery kind of situation. Not enough sensitivity sometimes because, like, the hair's in the way. And honestly, like, I like a wild man. But I don't need some wild pubes. I want to go down there and feel like I'm taking a fucking journey to a uh, paradise. All right. And you can make that happen. Take care of your yard. Rake. Trim. Do whatever you got to do. Leaf blow. And Manscaped's here to help you do that. Their sexy lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary safe skin technology. So this trimmer won't nick or snag any of your ball stuff. Also, let's talk about stinky balls. So do you like stinky balls? No, not a fan. No, not for me. <laughs> Smelly nuts? No, thanks. No. I'm good. I, I'll pass. I will pass on that dish. And that is why Manscaped has the Crop Preserver. It doesn't only keep your balls smelling nice, but it's anti-chafing. It's like ball deodorant and moisturizer. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. And sometimes like, I'll see that my man has been using like powder or whatever because that shit is all over the floor you know like baby powder and i'm like dude come on let's upgrade to the manscaped collection you're a man now get manscaped yeah get the fancy shit your nuts will thank you and ladies 
you know, we understand sometimes your dudes, that's not their high priority. They're not really getting it together. You can help out by giving your partner a perfect gift. It's actually a gift for both of you. We've already gifted our men Manscaped products and things are improving over here. So if you guys want to get in on the Manscaped game, get 20% off and free shipping with code private at manscaped.com. Yeah, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com if you use our code private. One of the things that we've been noticing tonight and before is just the community and sisterhood of all the dancers. It's mm-hmm. enviable. It's honestly like, should I just should we just become strippers only- to yeah. be, get great friends? <laughs> Yo, I mean, like on the surface, I want to say yes, do that. But on the real, I want to say it takes a long time for us to break isolation, which is a big issue that we oh, all really? face in sex work and stripping. To come, like, and meet out of the club and form the camaraderie and show up at the events and support. How does the isolation happen? Is it because it's competitive in its nature? No, it's because when you spend a lot of time doing a job that is hard to talk about, that it's dangerous to talk about, that a lot of times, yeah, it's stigmatized. You can't come out to your family. uh, A lot of people don't understand. Even your closest loved ones who have the best intentions don't understand what the work is and the issues you face at your job you can't come home and vent to your sweetie oh this and this happened so that right isolation that makes so much sense yeah so we've been asking a lot of the other dancers tonight but you know obviously labor rights and unionization is important to this workforce and if you could just speak a little bit about why it's so important look an elevator pitch for someone who doesn't know anything about it why should they care well, I would say sex work is work through and through, right? And if you believe if you believe that and you honor that, then all work deserves to have a set of rights that are equitable to human rights. Every job has that. OSHA was formed from that. And this is another form or incarnation of what OSHA did for workers' rights. Uh, I personally am not based in California. I support everything that these women are doing here, but I'm based in Las Vegas, so things are different. I can't speak to the Californian experience, but I sure as fuck support it. And I say workers' rights are most important because the labor, the physical, emotional, fucking mental labor that we put ourselves through, no one, no one's got our back. So yeah. if you can't show up to do your job, you can't pay your bills, you can't feed your kids, you can't fucking put a roof over anyone's head. So I'm involved in a lot of community organizing in Las Vegas with SWAN specifically, which is the Sex Workers Alliance of Nevada. And we talk a lot about who's got our backs if things happen like sexual assault and a lot of issues that workers face. And it's not just stripping. We talk a lot of, you know, the Sex Workers Alliance of Nevada, we have sex workers from all different sectors. Mm-hmm. And things that happen on the job regularly, you know, whether it's massage parlor girls or it's brothel workers or it's cam girls, etc., strippers, of course, things that we're not protected by. And if we wanted to even file a complaint or get the authorities involved, it's a laughing matter. It's putting ourselves at risk for many reasons. It's exposing ourselves to have more abuse happen. And that's just not okay. No other industry is that okay except for being a sex worker. I know. It's so funny. You said OSHA earlier. Yeah, they have rules about no slip shoes in restaurants. And I think just because stripping isn't understood in the same way, there aren't those same protections in place, even though it's more dangerous for your body, you know, on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's like what we were saying earlier, that it's one of the oldest professions is sex work. And it's like coincidentally somehow the least regulated and the workers are the least respected, even though we should have had more time uh, to figure out how to treat those people well than almost anybody else. But that's just not how it works. Because pussy is powerful. And somewhere along the line, someone recognized that and decided that it was not okay for us to wield it the way we felt we should and could. And so, you know, you mentioned the stigma earlier, and that's a very real thing. So we can't get rights like OSHA. We can't have protections like that because the job is stigmatized as fuck. Yeah. 
And yep. if nobody, so if the common answer to the things I've just mentioned about, you know, abuse and workers' rights, etc., if the common answer for most people is, then why do the job, right? Which Oof. is something I hear a lot. It's, you can't move forward from that because no. you don't fucking get it. No. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking to someone a little bit earlier and it's like, okay, the amount of money she could make doing something like quote unquote mainstream is nowhere near the amount of money that she can make in the same amount of time, you know, dancing. So it's also, yeah, that and it's also weird to value that work as less than when financially, when the dancers are on the floor they determine their value by their skills and that value is very high. So it's very disproportionate the amount of coverage they get and the amount of protection they get for how much money they're making. Yeah. They're making enough money to cover the club owner, the door guy, the fucking every man DJ, that works yeah. in the part mm-hmm. of that industry. We're supporting everyone. Yeah. And how upset would somebody be if at their job, yeah. They were like, hey, yeah, sure, this is your paycheck, but you got to tip out your manager. You got to tip out the receptionist. Give you HR gotta, a little bit yeah, of money. Yeah, you got to throw the- HR a little bit so they can mm-hmm. make sure you keep working. Yeah. It's like if anybody was told that at their job who's not a sex worker, they would rebel immediately. Even and the in fact Hollywood, that we think it's okay. Even like on, you know, kind of more mainstream entertainment jobs, if someone was taking that crazy percentage from you, I mean, it's literally like triple the percentage sometimes. And you guys are doing like this hard physical labor on top of it. And not to mention all the work that goes into the preservation and the presentation. Yes, that's real. Yeah. Like, listen, I pay a fucking manicurist, mm-hmm. a hairstylist, a therapist, a fucking masseuse, right? I go to the gym. gym. I fucking have to buy shoes every six months. Sometimes you need a glycolic peel. Fucking yeah. lingerie. Yes. And that is the attitude of how you make money by showing up and going... I'm very expensive. Yes. <laughs> Takes money to make money. Yeah. And uh, we got to respect the women who are doing all this work. So what do you think the answer is? How do we bring more awareness? Is it events like this where it's like fun education or how do... Giving money to the cause. I would say first, support your local sex workers. Yes. And Amen. strippers. The easiest way to support our movement and what we're working towards, because you don't know who is, and they're not going to fucking talk to you about it, is to show up at the job and give your money. If you cannot do that, you can follow us on our social media accounts, because those of us who are privileged enough to be out in the world, we talk about this shit. We have Venmos, we have PayPals, and we will take your money, and we will bring it back to our fucking organizations, and we will do good things with it. Yes, 100%. Even tonight when we saw all of these beautiful strippers doing their shit, other strippers were giving the money that they earned in tips tonight to their fellow sisters. I thought that was so beautiful. Honestly, Honestly. I could have cried just from Mm -hmm. that. It is one of my favorite things to do, like, is throw money. Oh my god. We hope you guys liked that event as much as we did because it was lit. It was truly fire and inspiring and horny. And again, I'm crying and I'm wet. And what is the wetness? Is it the tears? It's hard to unpack. I just, I want to give these women and men uh, like a hearty shout out. It's time that sex work stopped being a dirty word and that we started giving them the same rights that we think other workers deserve. 100%. There are people just like us. They are people that fit into our community. I think it's been so stigmatized in weird ways for a long time that part of moving forward is just broadening your awareness of who is in the community. Everybody knows a sex worker, even if you don't think you do. Hey, I'm Antonia Crane, founder of Soldiers of Pole. We're here to put on a show tonight to help unionize strippers. I am Selena the Stripper. You can find me on Instagram at Pretty Boy Girl. You can uh, listen to my podcast, <laughs> podcast repping podcast, Ho in the Know, H E A U X in the K N E A U X. So, like, you're from Louisiana. And you can support the podcast 
uh, on Patreon at The Real Pretty Boy Girl. My name is Megan. I dance under the name Reagan at Jumbo's Clown Room. I'm originally from Baltimore, and I love being an exotic dancer. Hi, I'm Coco Ono, and I'm known as the Sexistential Crisis, or the Erotic Conceptualist. And I currently work at Jumbo's Clown Room and do a show in Venice called Bootleg Bombshells every Wednesday night. My name is Onyx Black, and unfortunately, I'm not stripping anywhere now because as of January, I'm one of those people that got ousted from their strip club. Oh, oh yeah. man. So the stripper union is really important for me. Hi, I'm Jack the Stripper. I'm a dope-ass cunt who likes money and friends and community and glitter. And you know what? I'll probably like you if you buy me an ice cream cone and we talk some shit. So I hope you're having a great day out there listening. I hope traffic isn't too bad. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Jack the Stripper. I spell Jack, J-A-C-Q, because it's short for Jacqueline. But don't call me Jackie. I don't like that. So I'm Valerie Stunning. I'm based in Las Vegas. I am a stripper, a writer, and an entrepreneur. I just launched a new business. It's a Paradise City Creamery, which is an ice cream company for adults. Yes. All plant-based, all gluten-free. We do 21 and over events. And you can follow us at Paradise City Creamery. We only hire sex workers, people of color, and LGBTQIA. Bitch, yes. And we're actively working on getting a portion of our revenue to go back towards like a swap behind bars or an, an organization similar to that. So follow them. They're doing really cool stuff. They're on Instagram at soldiers underscore of underscore poll underscore. And we're going to post links to all the Instagrams of the ladies and men below. So definitely check out all the performers. Their Instagrams are awesome and not just the stripping. Like I follow at pretty boy girl and her Instagrams where she just puts conversations that she has with her customers are so fascinating and good. And she has at least one book in her. So if you're an agent and you're listening, you got to snap this girl up. Yes. Hot tip. And stay tuned because we are taking you to Mexico City for our next two episodes. We are so excited to introduce you to the really amazing people we met there. Hey, Sophia, what's that bomb-ass music? So glad you asked. This music is by our awesome friend, Amy Roche. Find her on Spotify, R-A-A-S-C-H. This episode was mixed by Mike Castaneda from Plastic Audio. We We love you, Mike. Ooh, a lot of reverb on that. I mean, just trying to vibrato this shit up. (laughs) And you guys, you know what makes us happier than anything? When you leave us a review that lets us know that you enjoy the podcast and what we do. And it means so much to us. You guys, we're so excited to read our very first on-air review, I think. This almost made me cry. So this is the review. Five stars. Abs. Title, amazing. I find myself laughing out loud while listening to this amazing podcast. I also fell deeply in love with their series on men's experiences with abortion. I think I forwarded a link to that series to just about everyone I know. 10 out of 10 would recommend Private Parts Unknown. And it is from 9FPG. Whoever you are, we love you. And if you guys feel similarly about the show or any particular episodes of the show, we love to hear that feedback. And truly, like these, it's almost better than money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and we will always read your review on air. So every week you're going to hear a new review. We hope it's yours. So head on over to iTunes or Apple or wherever you're listening. Smash those five stars and leave us your sweet words. And if you don't like us, you know what? Meditation. I don't know. Get get it all out you there. You always come with these nice solutions. It's not who I am, and really. It's, like, it's not. It's like the reverse. I mean, I say that and then I will stab that person in the alley. <laughs> we will stab you. Okay? So see you next time. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.